This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line. Best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. To the really big Barbecue Central show. The show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Two bits of contact information in case you want to jump in on the show tonight. Toll-free number 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else about the show can be found at the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Sponsorship opportunities, uh, you name it, what have you, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, very happy to see everybody back in the chat room, kind of getting that normal feel. Here's what's happening on the show tonight, 14 past the hour, and a segment after that, so 35, Chris Marks is going to be talking about Tappacue. cue Chris Marks is going to be talking about Good One Smoker and all that great stuff. Uh, second hour, long overdue, coming back into the barbecue jungle. Uh, my mom, Connie Rempe, coming back for Connie's Corner, sharing her favorite recipes, things that she's been working on, and stuff like that, and uh, helping me close the show 35 past 10. Believe it or not, this is this guy's name, Jono Bacon. We'll be talking about the barbecue pad. Jono Bacon. Jono Bacon. Full audio and video. That's right, Don G. 
So we're locked and loaded tonight. So look, if you're watching the show, uh, make a Facebook post or tweet it out or, or do whatever it is that you do. Let everybody know that the video is back up and running on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. Uh, if you're an uh, audio-only type of person, more than happy to have you there as well. TheBBQCentralShow.com. Pick your player. You're off and running on audio. You can stream it through a number of different ways on your smart connections. So uh, take advantage to the technology that you have with you. Go running. Also, don't forget right now, if you have a Roku player, and over 56,000 people have uh, subscribed to the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, but if you have a Roku player, we are streaming live right now on Roku, believe it or not. You go to the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, and there's a live stream selection right there, and you can watch the show right on your flat screen television if you want to. So no more struggling with the small computer screens. You go to Best Buy or any electronic store. They should be able to carry some type of a Roku unit. Uh, or you can go to Roku.com, R-O-K-U, Roku.com. It's a fun way to consume the show, especially if you don't like to strain your eyes at the small computer screens uh, or if you have the IPTV technology. So there you go. Again, over 56,000. 56,000? Come on. Doesn't get any better than that. Hold on a second. Now I am getting... Full audio. I'm buffering a lot. Audio is cutting out. Oh no. Well, we'll struggle through. Little hiccups. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have little hiccups here tonight. We'll we'll have to uh, check it out and see. April Fool's course. All right. So a couple weeks ago, I had a guy by the name of Derek Rich is on. We were talking about his exploits to the. HPBA, right? And we talked about a product called the Grillbot. Does everybody remember the Grillbot? Uh, this was like a Roomba that you put on your grill and it was going to uh, clean your grill for you. So I thought, hey, you know, what's better? Then uh, talking about it with Derek, and then he made a mention that you know this might be a gimmick for Father's Day, and I said, well, after thinking about it long and hard, you know, why not get a father's opinion? Thought better of it, or thought something even better than that? Why not get my father's opinion on it? So we welcome Bill Rempe into the show. Dad, how are you? Dad. Dad. Oh no. Dad. Dad. Hello. Dad. Hello. Dad. Yeah. Dad, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're not watching the television, are you? Uh, I'm watching it, but the sound's not on. Okay, good. You can hear me. Uh, I can. All right. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, so uh, just for a couple minutes, I wanted to have you on because we were talking about the uh, grill bot with Derek Riches a couple weeks ago. He was down at the HPBA Expo, which is in Orlando, and we were talking about this thing, and he brought up the fact that he thought this might be a Father's Day gimmick. And I said, who better? I mean, you're a griller, right? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello. Hello. This is going over poorly. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Greg. 
Did you, did you hear the question I just asked you? No, I didn't. Oh, I said, are you a griller? Of course I'm a griller. All right, so uh, you've invested... <laughs> how, how much have you invested in grill brushes over your lifetime? Uh, you're kind of fading away, Greg, uh, during your questions, but I, I think what? what you're asking me is how long have I been grilling and how much have I invested in terms of dollars and time? Yes. Yeah, well, in terms of dollars... Um, Probably, you know, the average, uh, you know, griller would spend over a period of lifetime burning through any number of Weber's or, or, or charbroils. Probably, you know, two or three thousand dollars in charcoal and gas and whatever. But uh, you know, it, it's been it's been a lifetime of experience for me in terms of uh, you know what I've been doing around a grill, and I've only been really, you know, doing real barbecue. Uh, by your lead for the last uh, three or four years since we've moved here to Florida. So, how many how many thousands of dollars have you spent on grill brushes? Thousands of dollars. Let me see. The next thousand dollars I will spend on grill brushes will be the first thousand dollars I will spend. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that goes into Home Depot or Lowe's uh, uh, or or you know to Ace Hardware and I and I look for whatever uh, seems to be sturdy at the time. And uh, bring it home, whether it's a wooden handle or a metal handle or a, a, a you know a, a plastic handle or some kind of alloy handle, and and w- w- where it breaks down is at at the at the brush. So basically, if they could build the brush as durable and as resilient as the handle, you know, I'd probably spend a lot less money on on grill brushes. But you know, they're a necessary evil, and I don't mind picking the. Uh, the bristles out of my teeth when I eat my steak. Of course, who doesn't? Now, here's the issue at hand. You're a father. You've gotten Father's Day gifts. Uh, For me, typically, they've been in the barbecue and grilling genre. Did you have a chance to take a look at this grill bot? Uh, Did I have a chance to look at the grill bot? Was that the question? Yes. Yeah, I I did. I, I looked at the video... And, and, you know, I'm a kind of a gadget guy. Right. And so the first thing that ran through my mind was this thing is, this thing is the Balls Marie. And, and, and I know, I know the first time I use it, I will forget that it's out there, go out the next night, turn on the grill, and it will be a melted mess all over, all over, my, all over, my, all over my Weber. So that was the only caution that I had. But beyond that, I have to say that you know I, I really like to try one out sometime. <laughs> but the, be- the but the best the honestly the best brush grill cleaner that I ever had was one you gave me, which was the Grill Daddy. That, that's so, a couple years old at this point, right? Well, it's more than a couple years old. As a matter of fact, I I just recently ordered the replacement brushes uh, for it. It, it. It's it's a great device. That you know the the concept, the theory is good. It's 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 water. It's 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 extraordinary heat on a metal surface, and it cleans well. Uh, you know, it, it for me it works. But you know, I, when I looked when I looked at the grill bot, I thought you know I'd, I'd really like to try this thing. Um, I, I like the video, but you know, for for me, I'd I'd have to try it out. But I'd be afraid that I'd toast the thing on the grill the third night I used it. It's not something that you would want to go spend a hundred dollars on to try out though like somebody would have to give it to you or gift it to you to want to try it uh i'll tell you what i'd like to do i'd like to have one of my neighbors buy it so i could go watch his (laughs) and and use the hundred dollars for something else yeah probably whiskey 
All right. Well, uh, I can certainly appreciate the whiskey aspect of that for sure. Um, any big plans for the grill over the uh, the upcoming weekend before I turn you loose? Well, you're fading on me there, Greg. Any uh, any any big plans for the weekend that you're going to be uh, cooking on the grill or the uh, barbecue this weekend? Uh, yeah, this weekend we're going to be we're going to be using a little bit of that knowledge that I picked up, uh, or Mom and I picked up when we were once again invited to go to the. Uh, the the uh, the cook off with the with the guys from Whiskey Bent and I'd like to give a shout out to Chad and and uh, and Jeremy uh, for inviting us to that. Uh, the, 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 we're gonna do we're gonna do hotel ribs and uh, you know if anybody would like to uh, get on the on the line with me and talk about the difference between spare ribs and hotel ribs. I mean, I realize that the barbecue aficionados that tune into this uh, show every week, you know, that, that's that's all pretty elementary stuff. But for a guy like me, it was a great learning experience. And so we're going to do some hotel, or as they say, St. Louis ribs this weekend. All right. Well, uh, there he is. He's my dad. He was breaking down the grill bot, and uh, looks like we're not going to be buying the grill bot, but if a neighbor has it or if somebody gifts it to him, we'll definitely give it a try. Uh, so we'll look for that. Dad, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you, Greg. You got it. There he is. That's my dad right there, ladies and gentlemen. My dad. Boom. All right. I am a big fan of the Texas Brush, by the way. John Dawson of Patio Daddio Barbecue weighing in on that. All right. Chris Marks coming up right after this. Does that help you with the grill bot? Yes or no? I want to know, uh, uh-oh. Right now, this is Marisa home. What? I don't know what that means. Getting text message, I don't even know what it means. Um, does that change your mind about grill buying? You're going to be buying one. I'm not going to be buying it. All right. First of all, welcoming a new, new month, new sponsor of the show, Kebroke Charcoal. You know what I love to do regardless of the time of year? Love to grill out on my grills and smokers. And if you have charcoal-fired outdoor cooking appliance, I encourage you to give Kebroke Hardwood Lump Charcoal a try for your next cooking session. Quite simply, one of the best-kept secrets around, used by award-winning barbecue competition teams and backyard warriors just like this guy. Kebroke Hardwood Charcoal, made from the natural hardwood trees without any additives. Uh, They only use high-quality wood for their charcoal, not scrap wood or any other waste or additive. This is the real charcoal that humans have made for thousands of years since we left the caves and moved to our patios and decks. And uh, an all-natural hardwood charcoal performs significantly better than regular charcoal. Burns longer, hotter, produces lower amounts of ash, and it will impart a great flavor on your food really second to none. So here's what you do. You visit Kebroke, K-E-B-R-O-A-K, Kebroke.com to find out more about this product. They ship all over the continental U.S. through Amazon.com. Check out Amazon offering free shipping on all of their bags. The most attractive option, the 40-pound bag, which I get, you can pay about a dollar a pound. That's $1 a pound for high-quality hardwood charcoal that you can find locally delivered directly to your door by amazon.com no more hassles of dragging bags through the supermarket getting your cart full of dust all of that crap you can just have it delivered to you personal testimony here yeah i used it this past weekend when i grilled ribs absolutely phenomenal flavor folks 
no big temperature spikes. And the thing I love about hardwood charcoal is the amount of ash that isn't there after the cook. Look, I'm not a shill. If your product sucks, I'm not going to partner with you, bring you into the stable Kebro charcoal, literally the best hardwood lump charcoal on the market. Don't delay. Head on over to Amazon.com. Search for Kebroke. Grab your bag right now. Hit the website as well, Kebroke.com. A secret of Southern Miami for years. It's available right now for the U.S. to enjoy fully. Kebroke.com. Newest sponsor of the show. And happy to have him aboard. Welcome, Sebastian. We'll have him on the show to talk about his product here in a little bit. All right, we'll step away real quick, and then we're back with Chris Marks. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com My first guest tonight, legend in the barbecue industry during his years of competing uh, under three little pigs. We're one of the most dominant teams on the circuit. Uh, You can find him traveling around the country doing cooking lessons and promoting the Good One brand of cookers. Uh, Still competes as well. Tonight we will be hitting a new remote thermometer product that will be hitting the market here shortly. We'll get some cooking tips from him as well, so we'll race over the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Chris Marks. Chris, how are you, buddy? Chris. Chris. This is Chris. Hey. Chris, this is Greg. Hey. Hey, Hey, I'm going to call you right back. Yep. I'll call you right back. All right, here we go. Now we got trouble. All right. Give me one second. Price is right. there. Hold on. Launch Skype over here. No, I didn't fall out of the chair. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Chris, where are we? There we go. All right, let's try this. If this works. Why not? Why not? Oh, hair growing by the minute. You're telling me. Uh, giveaways tonight as well. Don't this is Chris. That. Hey, Chris, this is Greg. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Doing great. Not sure exactly what happened there, buddy. I apologize. Oh, no problem at all. No problem at all. 
Good. Uh, so uh, I gave you a nice uh, big talk up, which you probably didn't hear. Um, but uh, so <laughs> we're going to have you on the show to talk about uh, the TAPIQ unit, obviously. And then uh, when we get into the second portion of the interview, uh, maybe we get some backyard tips from you as well. Um, you know, I, I know this could probably take up a whole segment by itself, but I guess for the people that aren't as familiar with you, maybe a little background about how you got into barbecue and some of the biggest accomplishments that you uh, that you feel you've been able to achieve. Okay, cool. And uh, if you prompt me on those, uh, I'll, I'll get talking. If you could prompt me on those, I can, I can <laughs> pop those right up. No problem. <laughs> cool. Uh, so how about maybe a little uh, little background about yourself and, and kind of how you got into the barbecue? Okay, how did I get into the barbecue? Yeah. Well, really, it, it started, the way I got into barbecue is my dad. My dad was a senior exec at Hallmark, and uh, he retired. And uh, my mom said, find him something to do. So we went and bought him a big smoker, and we found him something to do. And uh, got him out of my mom's hair and created a monster. So uh, he was an initial part of the uh, some of the old KCBS guys back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s and, and really helped develop the whole society and the whole barbecue community across the Midwest. When he was in yeah. it, do you think that he ever thought when, when he started getting in that with that old KCBS crew that it would grow into something that it has over the last 26 years or so? Absolutely not. He didn't have a clue. He was in it for the good time is what he was. You know, he was tired. He was pretty well off. And you know what? He was he was set out just to enjoy life. And uh, he loved it, and he he just loved the people that with the KCBS, with his friends. I mean, he was doing it every weekend. And then on top of that, he was doing it during the week, too. And uh, he just loved it. He loved the people. Chris Marks joining us here on the show. Uh, Chris, you know, obviously Three Little Pigs, one of the legendary teams in competition. Uh, are there some huge accomplishments that you always think if somebody says, hey, you know, what are what are the things that you remember most or what, are, what do you think are, are the biggest accomplishments that Three Little Pigs has done in the competition scene? What are the things that first come to your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to our mind when we're talking about true competition is the American Oil in Kansas City. I mean, it is our hometown contest, we call it. Um, we're sort of known for we've, we've won the uh, Invitational twice and we've been reserved in the Invitational four times, and we've won the Open outright two times, too. So we have four grands and four reserve grands out of just the American oil. And uh, I think the last time my mom counted, I think we took, we've taken close to 50-some ribbons or trophies out of the uh, royal and just placement. Yeah, so uh, you, you have, uh, you've enjoyed a little success at the American Royal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The success, but you know, it came with it came pretty heartfelt too because it was really my dad's deal, and you know, I did most of the cooking, but he didn't. You know, he was the one who was really the heart of the team, and uh, he actually passed away a month before we won the Invitational for the first time. How so, how proud do you think he would have been uh, had he been there to see that? Oh, uh, I, I think he'd probably fallen over and had a heart attack. Is probably <laughs> what I think would have happened. Because uh, he would get so nervous at awards, and uh, he would be popping nitro pills left and right. He didn't think we were watching, but we were. Um, but oh my God, he would have—he would have probably had a heart attack. Uh, but again, it was accomplishment that you know me, and my mom. It was me, and my mom at that time, and my buddy Dave, and uh, his brother Ronnie had replaced him on the team. So it was a very, very tight team. It was a very tough thing to do. Uh, go up even on stage to get the awards. I could, I, I could barely do it. 
Chris Marks, chief barbecue expert for Landmark Manufacturing uh, website, aceofheartsbbq.com, if you want to check out that cooker, which we'll be talking about here as well. Uh, Chris, you know, barbecue has evolved over the years, especially when it comes to technology aspect of things. You're involved now with something called TapaQ. I guess, you know, in a general overview, what's the product and how will this benefit the potential customer? Well, you know, the funny thing about it is pre-barbecue, I was an IT guy for 25 years, so I'm te- technically an engineering-driven. Uh, you know, I always love trying to think how are we going to make things easier, how can we make it, you know, how can we make smokers better, and, and I'm constantly thinking on how to do that. Uh, I was actually uh, approached by Gina from uh, Tappacue, and she said, you know, I have an idea, and I need you to help me develop that idea. So basically what we did is we put our heads together with a couple of her little guys and we came up with a remote monitoring system that you can monitor a grill from anywhere in the country. Right now I'm sitting in Lincoln, uh, Illinois, and my house out in Independence, Missouri, I could monitor my cooking and go tell my wife to put some more charcoal on or slow the smoker down or speed it up. And uh, so we've worked the, the back end. We're working with a SQL back end to collect all the data. But again, the great thing about it is there's we, we did involve electricity into it because I, I hate batteries dying. Uh, when I'm doing cook, sometimes I'm cooking up to 18 hours, and there's no way a battery will survive that long, especially when you're using Bluetooth. So we're using 802.11.ABGN, and uh, we've set it up to where it's really, really simple. We've also set it up to where we can put four probes in. So we can probe out three meats. We can probe the grates. But the great thing about it is you can do it from anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, as a matter of fact. And and it's four probes in total? Yep, four probes total. Uh, All stainless steel probes, all high-end probes. Uh, We're also working on price point to keep the price point down. We know how important that price point is. Um, You know, we're we're working in, you know, trying to keep it down into like, you know, the, the 150s, 140s. Uh, we're trying to make the setup and configuration just as simple as possible. Uh, and I think we've got it there. I think we've got it almost foolproof. So I, I guess how does the technology, there, there's a lot of different things out there now that allow you to, to monitor a temperature remotely or uh, tend your pit temperature remotely. How does this technology differ or maybe even compared to what's out there? Uh, and who is well, this maybe a direct competitor with? Well, uh, iGrill, it'd be like a direct competitor to iGrill, and, uh, but we, we aren't Bluetooth, so we don't have that 100-foot, 150-foot limitation. Uh, we also don't have the battery limitation, and that's what was killing me. I mean, you know, <clears throat> Bluetooth is very inconsistent when you're looking at a true technology, bouncing across walls, bouncing across glass, you know, even, even going into anything that has any kind of metal into it. It's very inconsistent shooting through walls. So, you know, what we had to do is we had to figure out a way, you know, to, to break that inconsistency. Um, also, at the same time, what we've done is we, we, you know, we wrote the back end. So, you know, using SQL, so we're ba- able to capture all the information and query out the information into data tables. So, you know, we're able to keep the customer happy, giving them all that information. I mean, you can track all kinds of information we're working on right now. And I mean, the time, the cook, even what kind of wood you use, even, you know, the, the meats, the, just everything you can think of what we're looking at trapping that data for the customer. Do we have any type of idea as far as like um, 
launch date on this and what the potential price point we're, might be? Uh, we're looking we're looking for a launch date in June. Okay. Now this this was a ground up project, and uh, Gina's done a great job with this project, just keeping in development. And we've had very very limited in, uh, funds on this, and uh, you know we we've done everything in the world again to make it just try to keep in every feature, every kind of benefit that we see as a weakness throughout the market, we try to pull it in. And I think we've done a pretty good job with it. Chris Marsh joining us here on the show, chief barbecue expert for Landmark Manufacturing, aceofheartsbbq.com. Uh, if you do want to check out the uh, TAPIQ website, that is going to be uh, TAPIQ, and that's uh, T-A-P-P-E-C-U-E.com, correct? Yes. Okay, so uh, you guys can head on over to the website and check that out here as we're talking. And, and I guess just to be clear, Chris, this is uh, this is not an automatic pit temperature control device that is going to uh, to ramp up or down the, the pit temperature. This is going to allow you to monitor? Absolutely not. It, strict mo- straight monitoring. Okay. And, and, and when it hooks up to your Wi-Fi, you can be, you know, like you said, wherever you want in the country or I guess the world and, and monitor where you're at. Yeah, you can monitor through iPhone, uh, iPad, and Droid. Wow! So you know we're working on all the uh, the different eyes, eye type, the you know the uh, the handheld devices. Are you going to be able to export cook details and temp charts to a, a document uh, or eat and be able Absolutely. to like emails? Wow. You'll be you'll be able to import to CSV. All right. So you'll be able to pull them over into an Excel spreadsheet. So who is the item? Who is this item best suited for? Or perhaps maybe a better question would be: Is there a target demographic you're looking to hit with this product, or is it just wide open? Well, you know, Greg, in this market, um, the demographic. You know, I've, I've been in, I've been doing this a long time in the barbecue side, and you know, I, I study demographics. And I tell you what, there's a lot of IT guys in here. There's a lot of professional guys in here. There's a lot of engineers that that do what we do. And I tell you what, that is the target demographics, the guys, the techno, the techno guys. I mean, we love, we love to play with our tools. And I'm, I'm the worst. I mean, I, I'd love to monitor. I'd love to take the data. I'd love to break the data down. Doesn't do any good. You know, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I'd love to do it. Uh, and, again, this gives you the ability to capture all that kind of data and look at it, play with it, manipulate it, and do what you like. But the demographics, you know, it's a good call. It's. It's going to be the, the techno guys. Um, it just, I mean, in our, in our category, in this barbecue category, uh, we have a lot of younger guys coming in. And those younger guys, you know, just tied to the phones, tied to the pads. You know, and what we're doing is we're trying to capture a lot of those younger guys coming in, too, because, again, they grew up with techno, and they really like this. Do, do you have any type of a projected price point on these yet? Uh, we're working for 149. Oh wow! Okay, so I mean, really, uh, there's some other competing wireless monitor devices that probably uh, easily approach that or, or go higher than that, uh, and, and probably don't have the uh, features and benefits that the TAPIQ is going to have. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so okay. go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, I, uh, it, it's just a great product and it's a great fit. Uh, and again, I can't say enough for Gina and her sons and, and uh, the guy she's worked with. I tell you what, they've had their heads down on this, and they took this idea and you know and ran with it and did a great job. And I, I just sort of mentored them on it. You know, I said, you know, here's what you might want to do. Here's what you, you know you might want to make sure you have a SQL back end so people can import and export. 
uh, and they've listened to all that. Is there any thought, or did you get when you when you were thinking about and helping them put this together? Because of the technology that is advanced, uh, you have um, you know like a, a, a Guru CyberQ Wi-Fi unit that allows you to monitor and control pit temperature. Did you feel like you might be losing out on a certain percentage of customer bases, or, or are there two different levels there that you're looking at? There, there's two definite customer da- database. I mean, you know, a lot of the guys aren't going to want to mess you know up into the three hundred dollar range, you know, with the gurus and 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 all that kind of stuff. I mean, these guys just want to monitor. Yep. They want to be able to go out and golf, go out and mow their yard, and look at their phone and see where their smokers are. Um, you know, as far as, you know, breaking into more of the, you know, adjustables and, and all that, you know, we, we weren't really interested in that market. I mean, there's going to be, we would see that as a very small percentage of the demographics, uh, a lot of the guys that we work with, you know, we queried, we surveyed, and I would say about 1% even mentioned that. Chris Marks joining us here on the show. Uh, so we're looking at a June potential launch point, or we're looking at $150 or so uh, price point on the unit itself. So, you know, both soon and a uh, very economical price point there. Uh, kind of a hard segue to make here, but we're talking now about the Good One Smoker, which you've been associated with for years, Chris. Some transition there as well. I don't know oh, what boy. you're allowed to tell us about or what you're not allowed to tell yes, us you about. Are. You are. Yeah, it's done. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was like the last month of hell in my life. With that. <laughs> uh, basically, what happened is our current owner uh, of Ace of Hearts uh, really decided to more, he, he wanted to do more movies and entrepreneurial type stuff and uh, do a lot more philanthropy. And he really didn't want to want to deal with the smoker line. So, what I did is I found somebody to pretty much buy the smoker line, and uh, we landed in some unbelievable hands, some guys with huge passion for it, and that's Landmark Manufacturing out of Gallatin, Missouri. They currently make the uh, the new generation open ranges and uh, heritage ovens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they purchased the company, and I went with the company, and just unbelievable bunch of guys to work with. Uh, they're up in northern Missouri, about an hour north of Kansas City. And they have huge passion for this, and they're just great designers. Uh, it also gives me the ability to create, design, uh, just make the smokers better. And I really haven't had that ability to do. You know, I've been able to make recommendations, but usually didn't get through the uh, management team. But now we're, you know, we're designing the smokers to be the best on the best charcoal smoker grill on the market right now. What do you think separates the good one smokers from some of those other charcoal-fired grills that are out there right now in, in smokers? Well, first of all, it's about the ease, the ease of the smoker. What we do with the smoker, instead of you know trying to take a, a pipe, a gas pipeline, or a propane tank, trying to make it work as a smoker, we actually designed the smoker way around how airflow works. So what we did is we're a back offset. Uh, what we did is we used our ang- we used the correct angles to let the air flow, and we don't exhaust a lot of air because, you know, it's about maintaining a great airflow. But what we found in our smokers is if you can design a smoker right, make it tight, I'm able to get anywhere between a five- to seven-hour burn out of seven pounds of charcoal in an open range. So, again, it comes back to the design factor. We're press broke. We're welded in. We're not gas pipeline. We're not propane tank. And so what we did is we... 
We looked at the back end and said, how does airflow work, and designed around airflow. We built a big convection ovens, what we built. How have you seen sales over the years? Do they increase incrementally? Do you see, you know, rapid jumps, or is it kind of, does it ebb and flow? Um, over the years, I've been there for five years. Uh, when I started there, we had one dealer in Kansas City. Now we have over 240 wow. storefronts that have the Goodwin smoker lines on the floor. You know, they we, we really don't deal with internet companies. We just we want to deal with brick and mortar. We want to help them make the expert. But what we've seen, we've seen incremental growth from 2007 on an average every year in between, anywhere between 35 to 45% every year. Let me ask you this question before we go to break, Chris, and I didn't plan on asking you this, but you just said something about making it a point to do brick and mortar and making them the expert. And uh, I do have a sponsor of the show that's in the Pellet Grill side of things, and we had an off-air conversation. He was down at the HPBA Expo, and he said that this year especially there was a huge online presence that was down there basically telling him that within five years – this whole brick-and-mortar, mom-and-pop, making them the expert thing is going to completely evaporate and that he should really consider getting into an Amazon or some of these other bigger online presences in order to uh, increase his sales. He has the same mentality as you do. Get to the mom-and-pops, make them the expert, uh, reduce returns and all that stuff. Do you agree at all with the five-year plan of those stores just basically going away? You're going to have to... You're going to have to be naive to think that way. You've got to understand the market that we work with. These guys research these smokers more than they research cars. And very rare am I going to buy a smoker over $1,000 off Amazon. If I do, you, you know, you, you really need to think about it. I mean, but the brick and mortar, you know, you go to Internet, just think of the brick and mortar guys out there. They work hard at this. And... I just don't see the internet as being as prevalent. I think the guys who are really going to get it done are going to be the brick and mortar stores. You're going to have the cheaper grills. You're going to have all those guys fighting for all that internet space. It's going to be saturated. And everybody, what are they going to shop with, Greg? They're going to shop at price point. So, you know, when getting grills down to $99, you know, the other thing is with the internet, when we sell a product, the last thing we want to do is to drop ship it across the country. Yeah. Internet sales are very unpredictable because what happens is they don't put product on the floor. That's where the customer sees it. They see it on the floor. They see it. They kick it. They touch it. It's just like a car. And, you know, granted, some guys will buy on the Internet, but very few will buy anything over a $1,000 smoker on the Internet. Chris Marks joining us here on the show. Chris, I'm going to put you on hold just for a second, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a a quick sponsor read for my guy Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue. You know him, you love him. All right, gang, here we go. Um, Why is this so – why am I so low here? What the hell? Anyway, um, if you're like me, you're looking for ways to step up that barbecue and grilling game – However you can raise it up a notch, you're going to do it. And there's no better or easier way than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. Now, uh, maybe you need a little validation. How about, I believe it was just this past weekend, butcher barbecue winning grand champion. This stuff is phenomenal. It's winning all over. And, you know, this is something that I like. It's not, you know, Dave isn't putting stuff out. 
and then he doesn't use his own stuff in competition. Dave uses his own stuff in competitions. That's how it helped him get third overall uh, KCBS Team of the Year back in 2011, need I say more. Uh, we all know Butcher is well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, now the prime injection, which has combined all of the things loved from their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They've combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rub or sauce. You've hit the mother load here as well. Butcher Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites, of course, is that steak and brisket rub. Love the honey rub as well. Um, You can also try the premium rub, especially if you inject with butchers because it's formulated to work with the injection. Perfect one-two punch to impress judges or if you're just a backyard guy like me. Impress the friends too, the neighbors. Get the high fives, the accolades that you deserve. And last but not least, the butcher sweet barbecue sauce. Look. When it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets if it's not my homemade sauce. And Butcher Sweet Barbecue Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang, just the right amount of back-end heat, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce, and he didn't take the easy way out like most manufacturers do when they add that liquid smoke in there. Hey, grab a bottle of six, because it's going to go fast. Believe me, it does in my house. And no worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.50. Between 55 and 200 ship at $9.75. And anything over $200 ships free, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now to stack up. Also, still doing the trade-in program. If you've bought an injection from a competitor that isn't Butcher Barbecue, you don't like it, go to the website. Print off the slip, send all of your injection back in that you don't like. Dave will replace it with the pork or the beef or the prime injection, whichever you prefer. Still going on, believe it or not. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're going to uh, step away just for one second. We'll come back with more Chris Marks transitioning over to the uh, tip side, the barbecue side for the backyarder. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, New Shine Band, Suburban Respectors. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Rejoined by uh, Chris Marks here, the uh, chief barbecue expert of Landmark Manufacturing, AceofHeartsBBQ.com is the website. Uh, Chris, what do you uh, what do you think about liquid smoke? Do you have any personal preference on liquid smoke? You know, it, it's a necessity when you're building a sauce. You really need to use it. Really? <laughs> you don't want to use too much. Uh, it, it, I, I don't use it, but if you're building a traditional Kansas City type sauce, you really need to learn how to use it. Um, it's just sort of the way it is. Um, but real quick, I'd like to tell you about Butcher. Uh, Butcher. Okay. Um, my buddy Eric Barnett from Salina, Kansas, turned me on up to it, and uh, we used it at the American Oil this year. How'd you do? And uh, we used uh, we took eighth in pork. Hey, top ten call right there. See, Butcher's knows the stuff. And uh, yeah, he does. He does a great job. I've also been using it in my classes. I've been using the uh, the beef. I was just down in Louisville this weekend and uh, charcoal and more, and uh, we had about 
in between three classes, about 90 students. And uh, I used it in all three classes, and I tell you what, the briskets turned out unbelievable. So let me ask you so this, it, and we can kind of start here. Well, first of all, I, I appreciate the fact that you mentioned a show sponsor like uh, Dave Bosca, but I'm sure Dave uh, even appreciates it even more as he just kind of jumped in the chat room here. Uh, luckle, lucky timing, as it were. But, yeah. you know, as somebody who has competed, I mean, back when you started, did you com- did you inject anything back then? No. So never. seeing how it was never done to what, I mean, are we talking 95% of the teams that are injecting oh, at least one or the other, or is it I higher than that? Not, I would say 95% of the teams that are winning are injecting. When you see a transition, and there's... You know, I mean, literally, it's it's really not that over a long period of time, 25 years. I mean, you look at the span of how long baseball has been done or how long football. I mean, 25 years really isn't that long. Why why didn't you need it back then, and why do you need it now? Well, I, I think what it is is everybody's always looking for an angle. And, uh, you know, you, you change, you, you got to change things, you got to adapt. Um, the, the tastes are becoming more sophisticated. Uh, and again, it's, it's a different taste. If you do a brisket without an injection, I mean, you, you, you got a brisket. You got to really, really cook that brisket right on if you want a great, great brisket without an injection. But if you inject it, it gives you a little play both ways. And, uh, you're going to be guaranteed a juicy brisket if you, uh, inject. Um, I mean, every time, I mean, I almost don't have to watch the brisket at all now when I inject. And it just it just works. I just run my brisket to temp, and, you know, the injection is going to keep it moist. Uh, I don't have to really worry about the quality of the brisket either anymore. You know, that injection, again, you know, it's going to keep it moist. You're across the country doing cooking classes. You're actually, uh, I think you go out to the heat exchange in uh, the west side of Cleveland when you come out here. Uh, I know another sponsor of the show, Stephen DeFranco, always is attending your classes, and he wanted me to pass along a hello to you. And he's looking forward to the next time that you come in, uh, which I'm going to try and get to, by the way. Um, what's like the most common question that you ask if somebody gets you outside of class or before you start? What are those most common questions that you're asked uh, by guys just in the backyard looking to step their game up? Oh, my God. I, got a, I call them the common myths. Uh, the first one is, do I need to soak wood? <laughs> Guaranteed, uh, last I, I bet I was asked it 15 times. Do do I need to soak wood? Of course, the answer is no. And of course, that's one of the common myths that we always see. The other thing is, should I sear the hell out of my steak? And I'm like, <laughs> well, no, you know. But you know, there's a lot of common myths out there, and uh, I mean, it gets so carried away with the internet. Um, God. I wish I had my whole list because it's, it's hilarious. Uh, but again, some of the common myths, you know, should I use bark on my wood? I'm like, you know, there really doesn't matter. Um, when I'm doing competition, I'll, I'll pour out a big old piece of cherry. Um, will I clean the bark off of it? No. Uh, it really doesn't make that much a difference unless it's, you know, all gunked up with, you know, a fungus or a mold all over it or it's rotting. Um, you know, just some common things like that you you wouldn't think of. Oh, how about should I, if I reach down with my brisket with a fork, should I fork my brisket instead of use tongs on it? That's another thing I get asked all the time. It's going to let it's, it's common myths. All, all the juices are, are going to run right out of it if you use a fork, right? 
Yeah, and that's exactly it. That's exactly what they say. You know, I shouldn't use a thermometer because all the juices run out. That, that's, you know, again, there's a lot of common myths. But, but when it really comes down to this hobby, the one thing I really stress in the classes is this. It's personal. You learn how to cook the right methods and techniques. The finish is personal. You do what you want. You know, that's a great thing about this hobby is you can just make it you. And that's what I always stress in these classes. I go, make it you. Because what it is is that's where you're going to be more proud when you can do something you say you've done the whole thing on. You know, one of the biggest things that people seem to be intimidated by, especially in the backyard, and I've heard competition cooks talk about it as well, is brisket. So, you know, as a backyard person, you know, what are some three, four really good tips that you can implement maybe even this coming weekend that will ensure a better brisket cook than maybe you've had in the past? Well, the first thing is brisket, it's the hardest one to smoke. No getting around it. Then the hardest one of the brisket to smoke is the flat. The flat has no forgive in it at all. And that's what most people go for is they're going for that flat. And they throw it on their grill and they grill it up and their flat goes from five pounds to about a pound and a half. The best thing I recommend is this. Get you a big packer brisket. Trim it down. Don't trim every ounce of fat off of it. Leave some fat on it. Because in this hobby, fat is our friend. Yep. The slower we can break that fat down, the better brisket we're going to get, the better crust we can build. The next thing is I use a jacquard. And what I do with my jacquard is I'll inject. I'll use the butchers to inject with. And then what I do is I come back, I'll put a rub down, I'll put mustard and rub down, then I'll use my jacquard to basically beat the rub down into the brisket and also break some of the connective fibers down, break some of the cell structure down. And I'll use it three times, and I'll put a heavy coat of rub on it. But when we talk about a good brisket, charcoals and woods are imperative. You've got to have good charcoals and you've got to have good woods because the process that takes place on the top of that brisket, that's where you build that great crust. And I'm a crust guy. So if you know I'm a crust guy, you know I'm not going to wrap a brisket because I like it to come off with a great crust across the top. Uh, have I wrapped before? Absolutely. Uh, but I always feel I get a better brisket if I let it crust up and crust up hard because if I wrap that brisket with cellophane and foil, it's going to soften that crust up. And I'm looking for that great, I call it the Texas brisket, that great crust on the outside. It's also going to seal a lot of that moisture in. It's going to keep it tight. It's going to keep the moisture in with that crust across the top. Chris Marks joining us here on the show, talking about some uh, brisket tips and techniques for the backyard guy, especially if you're looking to, to get into that this weekend. You know, when you're pulling it off and, and you're finished, do you wrap it at all for a hold, or do you just like let it set out for a little bit, or what's your holding process? I guess is a better question. When when we're talking about a holding process. On a brisket, I, we were one of the few teams that we, we tried to cook right to the minute. And I talked to the people in classes about that. Your best brisket is coming right off that grill, sliced up and served. Because we all know that the longer you slice that brisket, the, what's going to happen is that I call it gray out. You can start to see it turn gray and start to turn it dry. And that's what always drives the competition guys on brisket. Insane is you cut your briskets, you get them in, and they sit on the tables for 10 minutes. So... What it is is the best thing you can do is cut a brisket, leave it on that grill almost to when you're ready to serve it, take it off and cut it. Wow. That's going to give you that optimal brisket. A lot of guys like to, to wrap them foil, cool them up. The longer you let it set, the more moisture you're going to lose out of that brisket. 
Optimal brisket is cooked right to the time, cut it, get it in the box, get it in. You know, the majority of people that I'm seeing cook brisket are on the competition circuit, and almost mm-hmm. to a man, they're saying, you know, I want two hours or three hours of hold time at a minimum to make sure that, you know, my brisket is, is hitting its window. You, you completely don't subscribe to that. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I, I cook right to the minute on the brisket because it's going to come hot off the grill. Nope, I don't like holding at all. Never have. All right, there you go. That's why we I love to ask the questions because and that's, and that's why we live in America. That's right. You know, I mean, you never know what somebody's going to say, and I mean, who's who's to argue with your success? Absolutely. Um, the other thing that people seem to have trouble with, which I maybe I just happen to be one of those lucky ones that cooked it really good right off the bat and, and kind of honed my skill from there, but it's it's chicken, believe it or not. And people are worried about, well, I'm going to dry out the breast, and what temperature should I be cooking at? Um, do, do you have suggestions for white meat and for dark meat? Absolutely. Now, of course, when you're talking about true white meat, what I like to run it to, and this is, I like to run it to about 158 to 160 degrees. Run it much past that, you're going to lose a lot of the moisture out of it. Uh, you have two muscles when you're talking about the breast. You have two muscles. You have your tenderloin and you have your breast muscle. There's almost very, almost no fat in between those two. So when it comes to juicy, I mean, you really, you've got, you've got a short window in there. You've got probably about a seven degree window in there starting about 156 going up to probably about 162. Um, so again, what you have to do, you have to pay a lot of attention to white meat. The other thing is when you're talking about true smoking, you know, that really boneless, skinless, I mean, it's probably one of the toughest things to, to do a true smoke on. But, you know, those full chickens, you know, spatchcock chickens, something similar to that, to that are really conducive to great smoking. But you got to watch your temperature. And, you know, that's going to be that 150, 158 is about where those juices start to run clear. And that's where I like to take it right between about 158 and 160. And that's going to give me a great moist breast. Now, the one thing on the breast, too, is I'll cook it with the bone still in there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll peel the bone. I'll peel, peel out, and I'll peel the bone out. And, again, it gives me that nice, beautiful, you know, nice, juicy breast. Now, when we're talking thighs, different story. You know, the one thing about the thigh, you know, I judge a couple contests, and when I bite into a thigh and, and I see blood, it's like, oh, my, I mean, I just, I can't eat any more chicken after that, which which has happened multiple times. That that thigh, depending on what you're trying to do with it, comp guys, you're going to want to run a little hotter because you want to break out, you know, the fat. You want to actually get bite through skin in it. Yep. But I like cooking thighs to about 168 degrees, and that's going to be measured right down into the joint, right down close to the bone, but not on the bone, but right in there, and that's going to give you a nice, juicy bite. Now, is it going to all the meat going to fall off the bone at 167, 168? No, it's not. But it's going to give you a great juicy thigh. A lot of people are running those thighs up, you know, to 178, 180. Yeah. And the thigh has a lot more forgiveness than the breast is, but I can always taste it up into that upper 170s and 80s because it is starting to dry out. And again, that's going to be dependent on the thighs. Now, I use smart chicken, so I, I don't have a lot of play. You know, if you're using the Tyson, you know, you're going to have a lot more fat in it versus like the smart, the smart chicken. Right. But, um, you know, I like that. I like that around probably about 167 on the smart chicken 
when I'm talking thigh. All right, so uh, I guess a, a little bit lower uh, finish temperature than uh, b- than people typically are uh, cooking to, but they're probably going to see a difference in the end product at that point. Yeah, and you will, you will. Um, and again, you know, the product's different. The the, uh, the smart chicken's a lot leaner than the Tyson, and you got to watch your cooking times. But I think you get a much cleaner product, and you can tell it. You can tell what the no preservatives, and especially in the chicken legs and thighs. You can you can just tell the difference in the salty flavor, uh, and the smart chicken just clean. Chris Marks is the chief barbecue expert for Landmark Manufacturing, and of course that website you can find at aceofheartsbbq.com and then tapacue.com t a p p e c u e tapacue.com. Look for that launching uh, potentially in June, right around 150 bucks. Chris, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Okay, thank you. You got it. There he is. Chris Marks. Whoa. Whoa. Why did that just pop up like that for no reason? Hold on a second. Communication. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know what just happened there. I think I have an idea, though. Is this going to get really loud now? Uh, Look, let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru, who I believe is going to be hosting a Three Eyes Barbecue Competition cooking class very soon. That's right. Uh, The Barbecue Guru. Automatic pit temperature control device is different than what we were talking to about uh, with Chris Marks, which is Tapacue, which is just a monitor. But look, if you don't need a uh, ability to, to make those pit temperature control device changes or the, the pit temperature changes, you know, maybe the barbecue guru is not for you. But if it is, let me tell you a little bit more about it. Maybe you're a busy working professional. Perhaps you are constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and ted pit temperatures. I can dig it. I'm there with you. The barbecue guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you are off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the barbecue guru maintains the pit temperature you set it at. Uh, currently, there is a bunch of different models to choose from: the Procom 4 wire. I'm sorry, the CyberQ Wi-Fi, the CyberQ 2, the DigiQ DX2, and of course that little party queue. It's a little, little cutie of the bunch, if you will. Uh, for most cookers, the party queue starts at $129. It's $10 more for the ceramic cookers because that extra flange that you got to accommodate for. Easiest point of entry. For pit temperature control devices, it's a self-contained package that runs on AA batteries. You can take it from one cook to the next to the next. Ten different houses if you want to, as long as they're bullet-style cookers or kettle-style grills or the ceramic styles. Now, maybe you're in the market for a cooker. You're in luck. You can look at that Onyx oven. Been winning on competition circuits as well as in the backyard for years now, all over the country, too. Fully insulated unit holds a lot of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, and works seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices. So do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out all of their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800 
800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com, the barbecue guru. A breakthrough in barbecue technology. Uh, your chance to win 50 bucks, courtesy of Patio Daddio Barbecue. Yeah, I said it. Coming up right after this. Stick around. We will be right back. Now's the time where we give stuff away. People give us stuff on the show to give away. No money for you. That's why it's free. Send an email on its way when I tell you to. That's why we give stuff away. All right, uh, John Dawson, Patio Daddio Barbecue. Looks like he's leaving for the night. Come on. $50 Visa gift card, courtesy of PatioDaddioBBQ.com. That's John Dawson. In the, uh, well, hmm. You know, I want to, 50 bucks is a lot of money for free. So I want to see if somebody is watching the show on Roku. So here's what you got to do. Uh, get your phone out. Take a picture of me on your television screen. And uh, have somebody in the picture doing a thumbs up. That way I know it's not like photoshopped or whatever. Uh, but I need to be on the Roku, on the television. Somebody else has got to be in there with a thumbs up. And then email it to me. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Usually it's just an email, but I want to see if somebody's actually using it. If you're, trust me, if, you, if you've got Roku, you could be winning. All right, uh, we're going right into the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the barbecue. Understand my intention. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have. Oh, my Lord. What a nightmare that just happened here. And we'll try it again. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate fifty four wieners. Listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are in the second hour. Uh, just to be fair, I do believe uh, this particular winner might take some time. Uh, also coming up tonight, a uh, easy hook giveaway, bbqhooks.com. Uh, we also have going from this week until the next, uh, th- so three weeks starting tonight, a 14-ounce chicken rub and a 14-ounce pork rub. Both come in shaker bottles. The lucky one will get those courtesy of JP Custom Smoke. JP! What is this? 
game day Italian sausage sliders. I don't even know what that means. That's not that's not what I wanted. Uh, so we're looking for the winner. We're doing two winners. Send me an email. Uh oh. Two. Oh God. Look, you can't change. You can't run my competition for me. Damn it. Well, I guess uh, Basic Patrick just won 50 bucks. Was there something about uh, wieners that he just said? What? 50 wieners? Oh, where'd it go? Did I trash him out too? Mm, No. Inbox. Where'd it go? Patrick, I just had you. Where'd you go? I don't know. You go, Patrick. You go. Trash. Well, I swear he had it, but I have no proof of uh, of if he got it or not. Damn it. My competition. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your competition. You know, agreed. I'm more concerned with somebody watching the show on the Roku and sending me the picture so I can at least see that it's actually going well. I've got no feedback uh, from anybody that might be watching it right on the TV through Roku Live. And the delay through Roku Live is like uh, almost nothing, four or five seconds. Uh, All right, you read it right. Patrick got it. Okay, Patrick, congratulations to you. Uh, Patrick, email John Dawson. Better yet, um, Patrick, uh, re-email me re-email me your shipping info and I'll just uh, ship it over to ship it over to John and then he'll hook you up with 50 bucks look uh, Patrick if it doesn't if 50 bucks doesn't come your way don't send an email to me I don't want to hear about it I don't want to hear about it I'm not saying that John isn't good for 50 bucks I'm just saying you know I'm merely the uh, the catalyst (laughs) I'm merely the catalyst all right so there's another 50 bucks. So John is giving away $100 on the show tonight. Good job, John. This man is supporting the show in seismic and gargantuan ways for the Centralites. Keeping it real. I hate when I say that. Keeping it real. What does that even mean? Keeping it, keep it real. Uh, still to come tonight, uh, my mom in about 10 minutes, Connie's Corner, and Jono Bacon. Jono Bacon, yeah! Talking about barbecue pad. On the show next week, uh, it was supposed to be a week ago, because Chris Marks was supposed to be on last week. So was this guy, uh, Daniel Pomerantz. You remember Daniel Pomerantz? I've been promoting it now. Uh, We uh, affectionately refer to that as the crank apron incident. The crank apron incident that happened uh, last August 2012. He's going to be breaking it all down, uh, telling us exactly what happened that day. Uh, the judgment that was levied by KCBS, all that stuff. So tune in for that. That promises to be a very compelling interview. Daniel Pomerantz from the Q team, or formerly of the Q team, now serving a three-year. Look at this guy. John Dawson, I hate to... Uh, uh-oh, I can't even get my code right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a winner. Okay, hold on. Gotta make sure I'm doing this right. Look at that guy. And he's showing the show. That's my dad. Guess what? Can't win. Sorry. Get that big stuff out of here. I think that's a conflict of interest. 
Although I do appreciate my parents watching me uh, during the show. Love that. Not just because my mom's on tonight, by the way, either. No way. John, is this pop filter better than this one? You tell me. This one obviously gives you more protection against the... This one's a little bit more slender. A little bit more sexy. What does everybody think about the beard that I have growing on? Nobody's seen me in about a week or a month. Looking good. Lumberjack? What? My wife says I look like a woodcutter person. Woodcutter person. Big stuff out of here. Um, when, I, when, I was da- <laughs> when I was down at the smoking at the run, Yes. Uh, when I was down at the Smokin' at the Run, uh, emceeing that fine first-year event, um, I was in the middle of awards, and my mic cut out. And wouldn't you know it, four or five rows deep, that son of a bitch, Mark, Mark, Mike Peters, the guy that runs the Great American Barbecue Tour, pitmaster of Here Piggy Piggy with his wife, uh, well, co-pitmaster with his wife, Chris, shouts out, hey! Just like Tuesday nights. Son of a bitch. No. How embarrassing was that? Highly. All right. Let's see here. All right. Hold on. Special request. Forwarded the email to show proof. All right. No, you won, Patrick. Just relax. Good Lord. Robert... L-H-O has unsubscribed from the newsletter. Damn it. Big stuff out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a winner that I'm not going to be able to show you, but I do have proof right here. Winner of the $50 second gift certificate, believe it or not. Kevin Bevington, homebbq.com. John, I will send you the picture of him watching me on the television. Boy, that's a sexy son of a bitch right there. Oh, my. Took a little while, but that's all right. Um, there is a online, oh, what? Read the email. I did read the email. Patrick. Uh, what am I reading? Forwarded the email. Game day Italian sausage sliders. That's all I have for email. You won, all right? You won. Get off my back. Um, Eric Devlin pens an online publication called Smoke Signals Online Magazine. Google it, Smoke Signals Online Magazine. A new issue is out. It's actually a couple weeks old. Um, I got this update a couple weeks ago, uh, so check it out. Always some great content in there. And you might notice that the Barbecue Central radio show is advertising on there uh, in the last, uh, the second-to-last page. So check that ad out. Very nice. Uh, but Eric does a great job over there. Um, Eric, of course, associated with the Barbecue Brethren, bbq-brethren.com. It's a uh, up-and-coming. It's an up-and-coming uh, forum, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you've heard of it. Another Sam's Club local qualifier took place in Thornton, Colorado this past weekend. Six teams moving on to the regional round in Las Vegas in April. The 20th, to be exact, Swinestone Cowboys win it at Grand Champion. GQ takes reserve Bruin Barbecue. Take third place, Smoke and Triggers move on. Fourth place, fifth place, Stars and Stripes Barbecue. Sixth place, Lone Star Smoke Rangers. Uh, Two weeks ago, there was another Sam's Club qualifier, believe it or not. That went off in Tucson, Arizona. The six teams moving on to the region round also in Las Vegas, Nevada, April 20th. 
are Lutz's Lutz Lutz's Barbecue. That was uh, Reserve Grand. Uh, I'm sorry, that was Grand Champion Reserve Grand. Guy's yeah, been on the show a couple times. Won the American Royal Open last year. Big Papa Smokers. Smoking Hills, who I met at uh, Smoking at the Run. Move on. That's right. Rhythm and Q, always a solid Arizona team. Moving on. Uh, fifth place, Emerald Buffalo. Sixth place, IAB 30 Barbecue. Congratulations to those teams moving on. Also, guest of the show that was on, well, he was on, well, man, it was almost a year ago, I guess. A Dallas-based barbecue savant, Daniel Vaughn may just be the first full-time professional barbecue critic in the country. A couple weeks ago, Texas Monthly tells Eater that Vaughn will become their first barbecue editor. He'll join forces with the longtime food editor, Pat Sharp. Uh, what does that entail exactly? Vaughn will write stories on barbecue topics for Texas Monthly's website. We'll manage and update. The- Hi, this is Scott Green. Hi, Scott. From Fairfax, Vermont. We have time. Known as Scotty BQ. Okay, and you're We're listening time. to the barbecue. Uh, but anyway, Simple congratulations show. to uh, Daniel Vaughn for uh, taking the full, uh, the first full-time professional barbecue critic position in the country, potentially. Dallas-based barbecue savant. Texas Monthly. There you go. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I didn't even get to those. I'll have to get to those. Uh, next week, we'll be getting to the 2013 about BBQ's uh, winning sections. Uh, my mom comes up next, but first, he wanted me to say hello to Chris Marks, and I did. So thank goodness for that. It's a barbecue jeweler of the stars, Stephen DeFranco. Look. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. Mother's Day is coming up. If you're a mother, or if you're a father, if you have same-sex lovers, then you're deciphering between who's the mother. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. Here's what I want you to know. You go to stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. And you pick out maybe a watch for your husband or your wife or same-sex lover. Uh, earrings, uh, diamond rings, pendants, anklets, bracelets, fine wood artisan bowls, Venetian glass jewelry, you name it. Steven's got it. That's why you look on the website first. And then once you found something that you like, you call him. 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Then you ask for Steve if somebody answers the phone. Uh, Steve owns the place. This isn't a you know car shop, general manager, or i got to ask my boss. Steve's the boss. Nobody bigger than him. He owns the store. And you tell him you're a barbecue brother or you tell him that you listen to the show every week and hear his ads and you're finally ready to save money and hook up, be friends with somebody in this industry. I have two high-dollar Accutron watches that I would not normally be able to afford otherwise had it not been for Stephen DeFranco. Save your money. You somebody that doesn't need to save money? Don't mention me. Don't mention that you listen to the show, that you're a fan, and he will charge you a full price. That's fine by me. If you want to do that, I applaud that. I hope to be in that position someday. But if you're like me, you want to save a couple bucks, you mentioned that you're a barbecue brother, and you call Stephen DeFranco on the line, 440-943-2700, and let him consult with you. Again, a lot of holidays coming up. Mother's Day, Father's Day. Don't screw up on Mother's Day, guys. It's like the worst thing ever that you could do. Worse than Valentine's Day. Don't screw up on Mother's Day, you idiots. Call Stephen DeFranco. Take care of it all. You'll thank me later. Many of you have already. We're coming back with Connie's Recipe Corner right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Peter's calling me out. I can see it. Look at this guy. You just sit there and hide behind your keyboard while I pound you unmercifully on the microphone and broad screen TV. It's just like Tuesday night. Hey, Mike, who cooks better ribs, you or your wife? Answer honestly. Oh, didn't see that one coming. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, make this phone call out. Where am I at here? Lots of stuff. Uh, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Uh, no, that was my fault, Dave. I, I have to make sure I'm reworking all of the uh, the proper levels as we get the uh, the new computer back underway. All right. Uh, joining me now, uh, you've uh, seen her on the show a number of times. Sharing ridiculous recipes of ease and goodness. Uh, my mom, Connie Rampy, joining us here on the show. Mom, how are you? Great, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous. Always appreciate you making time for the show, Mom. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about your segment. What do you like to do here? Well, I like to share, you know, recipes that uh, I really like that are easy to make, that everybody can feel comfortable doing and um, serving to their families and knowing that they will all enjoy it. And I guess one of the things that's most important is, you know, this isn't a you got to have a grill, you got to have a smoker as long as you have a kitchen. It, it's not just regulated to, you know, this portion of the or, you know, people think of the show as the barbecue and grilling show, but this doesn't it's not always about that. That's true, because most of mine probably are not uh, anything to do with a grill. But like Stephen Reichland said, aside from keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated, which, you know, (laughs) rules to live by in any vein that you're talking about, um, you could probably take a lot of this stuff and and, and do it on the grill for a different flavor profile, I guess. Sure. Yes. All right. So uh, we typically start out with the appetizer. Then we go to the main course. Then we go to the dessert. So I figure yes. we'll, we'll probably do the same thing tonight. Is that all right? That works for me. Look, I'm taking a stab at it because I think I might have gotten them out of order, and this is Dad's fault, so we'll blame it on him. That's why he gets, that's why he gets three minutes on the show, and you get 18 minutes on the show. Well, that's good. That's a, uh, you, you know, you've got the important person here. That's so. right. Some people are more important and know how to bring it strong. Other people are still working their way up to the mainstream. <laughs> well, he'll make it one of these days. Well, we can only keep our fingers crossed. All right, so uh, we start out with the appetizer uh, tonight. I believe it's the cherry tomato canapé. Yes. Is it canapé? Canapé. Sounds yes. French. It's, it is French. It is? Well, canapé is oh, French, no. but basically oh, it's a, no. a fancy, fancy-schmancy you know, appetizer. I'm, I'm never going to make it. Well, that's all right. That's all you right. don't have to call it canapé. Right. You can just call it cherry tomato appetizer. All right. Wonderful. All right. What's in this thing? Okay. Um, so basically it is the um, 
your your base of this is that party loaf, you know, the pumpernickel and the rye, you know, they're that kind of a two-inch round bread. So you're going to take a loaf of that and put it on a cookie sheet, and you're going to um, toast one side, just one side. Then you're going to flip it over and put mayonnaise on that and then top it with the sliced cherry tomatoes. And on top of that, you're going to put a mixture of Swiss cheese and mayonnaise, uh, minced green onions, and some minced red pepper, some garlic uh, salt and seasoning salt, and a little cayenne pepper for a nice little heat. And uh, the best part is a half a pound of crumbled bacon. So you're going to mix that all together and put that on top of the um, tomatoes and pop it in the oven at about 350 uh, for about five minutes until it's uh, nice and bubbly. And they're quite delicious. All right. So how many times have you made this? Oh, 10, 12 times anyhow. And is this something that just goes over to rave reviews? Uh, Do you have some leftover? I mean, what's the consumption of it like? I do not believe I have had any leftovers ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It all goes. And it, it's what's nice about it is um, you can make the cheese mixture, you know, with a bacon ahead of time. Yeah. So, you know, when everybody's there, you can just toast the bread quick and assemble it all together. And, you know, five minutes, it's hot and uh, very tasty. All right. So as I'm, I'm perusing the amounts of ingredients that are in there. Everything, I guess, looks to be more or less in line, except for the fact that you see half pound of bacon. So, I mean, are you going to do the recipe disservice if you decide to just do one pound or could you go pound and a half or two pounds? Or <laughs> Where is the too much or too less? Is there ever too much bacon in anything never no no but you know i mean you don't need more than that but uh certainly if you want to put in a pound of bacon more power to you all right now are cherry tomatoes something that you can find readily available in grocery stores like all the time are those more seasonal or does it depend where you live i think pretty much they're all the time available yeah all right. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, people are already asking why isn't this a video? Uh, why isn't this a video segment? This is this is on me, guys. Don't worry. Some one day we're gonna. Do you ever foresee a time where we might actually do this and we have the Skype video, and you're actually going to be able to present like finished products? Or is that just way too much pressure? We could probably do that, sure. Or or maybe you could take, like, pictures of it as it's, like, coming right out of the oven or the grill or whatever, and I could, you know, flash up the finished pictures as we're talking about it on the video, maybe. Oh, sure, because, you know, that's always, you know, you eat with your eyes, so that always makes things more appealing to be able to see what you're going to eat, for yeah. sure. All right, so uh, that's cherry tomato canapé. Uh, or yes. cherry tomato appetizer, as I'm going to call it. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. And again, it's uh, the party the party loaf. Again, now, is that something that's readily available as well? Yeah, that's always. I, I believe I usually get it in the bread section, and they're, they're always there. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. All right, so uh, easy enough to make. Uh, not uh, over, I mean, prep time, what, we're looking at like 15, 20 minutes at most? Tops, yeah. All right, beautiful. All right, so there's your appetizer. Then we move on to the main course. And I've heard you talk about this off-air a number of times. I have yet to make it, of course. But uh, now that it is here, I have the recipe. There's no reason why I shouldn't be able to make it at this point. Cheese ravioli with brown butter sauce. Oh, my God. 
fire? I think I just had a heart attack. <laughs> well, you should because this is probably my favorite thing to eat that's not done on the grill. Yes. Okay. It's, it's delicious. All right. Tell us about it. Okay, so you're going to get a package of wonton skins, which you can get those in the produce section at the grocery store. And uh, the thing with working with wontons is um, you need to keep them moist. Well, so you're going to open the package and you need to cover it with a a damp towel, a towel or paper towel, so they don't dry out because they'll crack and they crumble and it doesn't work anymore. So you're going to open your package of the wontons, you're going to cover it with a a damp towel, and the filling is a combination of ricotta cheese, mozzarella cheese, parmesan cheese, uh, clove, uh, crushed uh, garlic cloves, salt, um, an egg, some chopped fresh spinach, and you just mix that all together. And um, now when you're doing that, you can either combine it all together and it's going to be kind of a white mixture with some flecks of green, which is the spinach that's chopped. Or if like me, I've kind of gone to the lazy edge of this and put it in my food processor and it's going to come out looking all green. But I have no problem with that either, and it's very quick, so I, I kind of like to go that way. Color has, but you're, color has you're nothing gonna, to do with, the, with taste. Tastes the same. Right. It just looks a little different, okay. but it, yeah, it tastes the same, so no problem there. And so um, you're going to then put a dollop of this mixture into the wonton. And you're going to fold it over so it's looking like a triangle, but you're going to use um, some water. You know, you just put a little water in a bowl and you're going to moisten your finger and run around the edge of the wonton to seal it all shut. And you're going to crimp all the way around the edges. And then you're going to lay them on, I use a cookie sheet, but you, as you, you know, can use the whole thing, um, you just don't want your wontons touching because they tend to stick together. So when you put them on your cookie sheet, you want to spray the pan first with some cooking spray and then lay them so they don't touch. And I just stack them up with uh, putting um, some parchment paper or wax paper between the layers so I, can only, I only need to use one cookie sheet. You know, just kind of top it up and uh, just make sure you spray it well with a cookie, uh, with the spray, because they will stick together. So would would you say uh that the, if if touching, the wontons could become Siamese? Yeah, they really kind of stick together. And then when you have to pull them apart, sometimes they, (laughs) yeah, sometimes they break apart. But, you know, that, that happens and it's, you know, not horrible, but... You know, it's better to keep them separated if you can. All right. And then um, at that point, if you want to, you can just freeze them, put them in the freezer and have them for another time too. Or if you don't use them all, freeze what the, you have left over. Okay. So you, you have them ready for another meal too. Right. Um, so the wontons, you just cook then in a you, – you have a pot of boiling water and you just put them in there for about uh, three to five minutes. They're going to float when they're done. Okay. So you take them – I usually take them out. I have a Chinese spider, yep. you know, and uh, remove them with that onto your serving dish and you top it with the brown butter. Now for the brown butter. Brown butter. If brown butter is – just, I mean, butter is delicious. Brown butter is even better. You're going to take a stick of butter and you put it in a, a saucepan. And a stick of butter? Put it, 
stick of butter. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just really good. And um, you're going to cook it on medium high. It maybe takes three or four minutes. And when it's starting to brown, it's going to really get foamy. So you know you're almost done. And you want to keep stirring it. And you need to watch it at all times because it can go from brown to burned in no time. So, um, you know, just stick with it. Don't be doing anything else uh, because it kind of needs to be babysat there. But uh, then you, you know, just uh, put the brown butter on top of the raviolis and uh, top it off with a generous amount of grated Parmesan cheese. Oh, wow. And truly, it is heavenly. It's just delicious. Now, are you uh, using just Parmesan cheese to top it with, or do you use any other specialty Italian cheese? I always use the Parmesan. All right. Now, here's what I've noticed. So that was obviously a very great main course, but you've you said uh, items in the ingredients list like ricotta, Mm-hmm. Like Parmesan, yes, and uh, garlic, uh, yes. you know Italian type things, yes. But and, and uh, I, I don't want to. I don't. Maybe I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here or not. But you're kind of Italian, right? Hi. Yeah. Yeah. What's your maiden name? La Piana. Okay, so a little Italian there. How come? And you know you have a very nice, uh, uh, you know, Western accent. How come you're not saying things like ricotta and parmigiana and stuff like that while, you know, like you don't over-enunciate the Italian words like some of those other chefs? Well, I know that that has a tendency to annoy a lot of our family members with people on, say, the Food Network, and I won't mention who they are, but I think we all know, and they, you know... uh, Although I believe they probably actually speak Italian, of which I do not. So, you know, I can't complain. All right. Well, I'll make fun of them all alike. Don't Just don't say it like that, you people. Pay attention to my mother. All right. Yes. Uh, all right. So that sounds great. That's And that is the cheese ravioli with brown butter sauce. And don't sleep on the butter is basically what we're saying. Exactly. Yes. It, and it is so good. Now, your father keeps wanting me to make it with a meat filling. Ooh. But I like this so much, I just haven't. But at some point down the road, I, I will. Look, and, you know, I mean, if you don't want the brown butter sauce, you can always throw marinara sauce on the top of that, too. Why not uh, meat in the middle? 50% cheese, 50% uh, meat in the middle, and then you can have a beef and cheese brown buttered sauce ravioli. Sounds good to me. Hey, I'm just here to help. I'm trying to, you know, uh, I'm reaching across both sides of the aisle and bringing people together. <laughs> well, you do a great job of that, too. All right. Uh, so there's your main course. And then, of course, got to have dessert. Oreo cookie dessert. Uh, I like Oreo cookies myself. I also like Hydrox cookies or anything that resembles an Oreo cookie. What is this dessert all about? Okay. Now, this is kind of a layered dessert, um, which you're going to make the bottom layer, the crust part, out of uh, Oreo cookies that you're going to crush. Mix it with uh, melted uh, butter and pat it into the bottom of a 9 by 13 inch pan. Stick it in the freezer until it's really firm. Takes about 20 minutes. Then you top it with a middle layer of softened uh, cookies and cream ice cream. Take the uh, the first layer back out of the freezer and spread this all out, and then again pop it back in the freezer to firm it up. And you top it with a it's 
kind of uh, a hot fudge kind of top, which is uh, a mixture of evaporated milk, vanilla, a little more uh, melted butter, some unsweetened chocolate and sugar, which you're going to cook on the stove until it's all nice and bubbly hot and combined. It gets a little thick. You're going to bring it down to room temperature. You're going to bring that ice cream back out of the freezer, spread this over the top of that second uh, layer and uh, pop it back in the freezer. And uh, just like that, you're done. And it is, it's really good. And uh, again, this one, you can be so diverse with this because you can change any type of cookie on the bottom. Like you say, you like many different brands of cookies. Well, you could do this with uh, a crust of, say, vanilla wafers. Oh, I was or just going to say, you know, my favorite cookie ever is vanilla wafers. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves vanilla wafer. So, yeah. I mean, you could use that. As I said, a chocolate one. You could use like Lorna Dunes. Or if you wanted to go just in a little slightly different direction, crushed pretzels are really good. Watch out. Yeah. And then, you know, you could top it with any any ice cream that you wanted. And on top of that uh, chocolate uh, topping, you could also add, you know, little nuts or sprinkles or, you know, little mini M&Ms, you know, whatever the imagination will bring. Uh, Wendy Paquette is saying Nutter Butters. Do you think Nutter Butters will work? Sure. Oh, that could be my second favorite cookie, by the way, Nutter Butters. Sure, that yeah. would be that would be fabulous. All right, now have you ever, when you were entertaining down in the uh, middle of uh, the middle middle west of middle west, the Gulf <laughs> side, the middle Gulf side of Florida, have you ever yeah. done a cherry tomato appetizer, a cheese ravioli, brown and butter sauce uh, main, and then a Oreo cookie dessert for real? Um, I probably haven't used them all together at the same time, but I've. I've done every one of them for sure. Yes. Oh, man. All right. And again, you know, easy to do. Easy. Anybody can do it. Anybody. Not huge prep time, and uh, but major rewards at the end. Right. Now, the ravioli, I must say, is might take a little more time because you have to fill all of them. And if you have somebody else that would like to help you fill them, it goes a lot uh, faster. But that's the only recipe probably that takes a little more time just to put together. It's it's not hard to do, but it's just a little more time consuming. There you go. So it's cherry tomato canapé. You have a cheese ravioli with brown butter sauce as your main and then an Oreo cookie dessert as well your dessert uh so if look if you're interested if anybody listening right now or if you're listening podcast fashion later on down the road um i do save these if you want the recipes all you have to do is send me an email greg at the bbq central show.com and then just reference the date of the show uh, today is april 2nd and uh i will save these they'll come to you in word format fashion and then you can go ahead and try them out to make any changes that you want or whatever just try them as is and see how they are report back to me so i can report back to my mom make sure that she knows she's giving out proper information and um you know what can i say we'll look for you again next month mom i appreciate you coming back on always a pleasure greg all right love you love you too hun bye-bye that's my mom beat it all right again if you want the cherry tomato canapé the cheese ravioli with brown butter sauce recipe and the oreo cookie dessert all you have to do is email me greg at the com, and i will make sure that you are outfitted with those recipes send them right back to you come in word format just make sure you're referencing the date 
April 2nd. Easy enough, right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Jono Bacon. Jono Bacon. Best name ever. Coming up. When is the cookbook coming out? Steve. Not too loud, Steve. My mom get a big head. Um, he just had a Three Eyes barbecue class. I'm sorry, a Harry Sue's barbecue class. He did have Three Eyes a couple weeks before that. It's Fred Bernardo over Casey Lake's Barbecue Supply. Um, you know, I can sit here and tell you that you can shop in a number of different places for your online barbecue and grilling wares if you want. Um, look, if I'm going to tell you to go somewhere, somebody that I use, somebody that I know is going to ship you stuff and not just take your money, and that's why I feel 100% confident in telling you that you want to shop at Fred Bernardo's place, PaceyLicksBBQ.com. Um, they carry grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. Basically, if they don't have it in their store and they inventory everything that's on their website, you don't need it. And on top of all of that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in his store as well. So you're almost doing like this two-for-one thing. You're shopping at a sponsor and you're buying sponsors' products. Best of both worlds, at least to me. And don't forget the Tasty Licks carries their own lines of rubs and sauces as well. Be sure to try them. I did mention that uh, February 23rd, the guys at the Guru there uh, this past weekend, Harry Sue was giving his class. And next week we're going to have Fred Bernardo on as well to recap the Harry Sue class and tell us about uh, some other things that are going on. But very anxious to talk to Fred about how the Harry Sue class went down, what people thought of Harry. Well, Harry is very engaging, very charismatic. And really able to lay it all out for his people that are taking that class. So uh, very interested to get the recap according to Fred. And Fred, too, I mean, he competes. So always uh, interested to get a competitor's insight onto what other competitors are teaching. Uh, Tasty Lake's Barbecue, the place I go to get all of my barbecue supplies. You should, too. Trusted online retailer, proud sponsor of the show for many years. Let Fred know that you listen to the show. You hear his spots live every Tuesday. Visit TastyLakesBBQ.com. That's TastyLakesBBQ.com bbq.com we're coming back with jono bacon a barbecue pad i believe uh, adam new uh, adam has uh, newly signed up for barbecue pad believe it or not look at this guy so we got one new guy uh, already for jono bacon uh straight away though your chance to win the jp custom smoke prize pack let me load that up here stick around we'll be right back I also uh, voice all of uh, sing. Yeah, I'm the singer. Um, your chance to win a 14 ounce chicken rub and a 14 ounce pork rub, both in shaker bottles. JPCustomSmoke.com is the website. Check it out. John has some of the best rubs on the market right now, bar none. Pick some up, see for yourself. JPCustomSmoke.com, but you can win right now a 14 ounce chicken rub and a 14 ounce pork rub. If you send me an email in the subject line, I'll write to Connie's Recipe Corner. Connie's Recipe Corner. Do it grammatically correct. Singular now. 
Connie's Recipe Corner for your chance to win the 14-ounce chicken rub and 14-ounce pork rub, JP Custom Smoke, jpcustomsmoke.com. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Ooh, thought we had a quick winner there. Don Hopkins, Connie's is wrong. That is plural Connie's, like multiple. That is not correct. That is not correct. All right. Let's go ahead and... uh, Get to uh, 877-448-0433, Greg, at the BBQCentralShow.com. By the way, if you want those recipes, just email me, Greg, at the BBQCentralShow.com. And I will be more than happy to email them back out to you. We do have a winner now. Using that apostrophe collect, uh, correctly, it's uh, Chris Mama. Chris Mama winning. Good for you, Chris. All right, uh, joining me now, somebody that has uh, developed a very unique product uh, here. Basically, what I want to say is smoking has become socially acceptable once again. And joining me now to talk about it, the guy with the best name that I've ever heard in my life, Jono Bacon, joins me on the show. Jono, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing absolutely fast. Is it Jono? Am I saying that right? It's You know, so long as you don't call me Barbara, that's fine. Jono, Jono, it's fine. What, what do you prefer? And I'll call you what I swear to God. Let's say, let's say Jono. That works. Jono? Yeah. All right. Jono it is. Sorry about that. Hey, um, it's fine. Look, as somebody who's had their last name uh, mispronounced for their entire 38 years of life, I want to make sure that I'm at least pronouncing other people's names right. So Jono Bacon joining us here on the show. All right. So uh, we're going to be talking about this thing called a barbe- uh, barbecue pad. And yeah. I guess my first question is, you know, what is your background or, or what is your fascination with grilling or barbecue and how does that lead into your uh, divergence into the barbecue pad? So I, I have a, a slightly interesting background, I guess you could say, uh, as astute viewers and listeners will probably pick up. I'm, I'm English and um, <laughs> I moved over to the U.S. Uh, just under five years ago. And, um, you know, it was the first time I lived in a country where... Um, where the sun shines, and uh, suddenly oh. I discovered this thing called grilling. Um, so I now hold on a second, John. Hold hold on one second. I will have you know, and I am no uh, Britain sympathizer, but there is an English barbecue society. Barbecue is actually raging out in England right now. Uh, British barbecue society, Toby Shea, John Finch, those guys are doing an absolutely fantastic job. But I appreciate you saying that it actually is sunnier that over here than it is over there. Oh. Oh, way more, way more. Well, when I when I first moved over here, I, I got interested in grilling, and then I discovered smoking. And uh, you know, at first, I wanted to just create some good barbecue, but uh, the more I got interested in it, the more I discovered the science and the art of barbecue. And and I've always been a, a bit of a kind of a geeky, nerdy kind of guy, so that really fascinated me. And uh, one of the things that a lot of these websites and and barbecue cooks would say is, you know, you should always get a get a notebook and write down in your notebook, uh, what you're doing, which rubs you're using, which sources you're using, um, you know, uh, how you're, uh, how you're cooking and, and the different techniques that you're using. And I thought, I'm not going to use a, I'm not going to use a, uh, a notepad and a pen to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to build a little web app to do that. And I originally just wrote barbecue pad for me. Um, but then my buddy said, you know, maybe this is something that could be, could be useful for other people as well. Um, right. and that's basically how it started. And it's a, 
It's essentially it's a replacement for a notepad, but um, it allows you to store pretty much everything about your cook, and then you can also share your cooking with others as well. John O'Bacon joining us here uh, talking about Barbecue Pad. BBQPad.com is the website to go to, right? Yeah, yeah, BBQPad.com, that's right. All right, BBQPad.com is the website if you want to check that out while we're talking here. All right, so you decided that you want to you make this app. Um, you know, is this something that is also available on uh, smart devices, phones, uh, the iPhones, the Android devices, and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Barbecue Pad will work on your, your on your laptop and your desktop. We've also made it so it will run on on tablets and on smartphones. It will run on your iPhone, Android, pretty much anything with an internet connection. It will work with. Because you know, one of the things we figured was, you know, when you're out there and you and you're tracking your temperature and your and your rubs and your sauces and whatever else, you don't necessarily want to lug a laptop around with you. So. We've made it really simple to be able to update your cook from for, from any of those different devices. Is there is there a, a, a substantial difference between Barbecue Pad and something like, let's say, uh, an Evernote or something like that? I think the main the main difference is that you know Barbecue Pad is really built and designed um, around around learning from your cook. So. It tracks pretty much everything about your cook. So you can track, you know, not ju- you don't just, for example, you don't just cook. You, you cook in different cookers. You can, we've got a big database of different smokers and grills and cold smokers. We track all kinds of different fuels. Um, pretty much every cut of meat or vegetable or fish is, is, is available in barbecue pad as well. And then you can, you can do things like tracking temperatures and we generate temperature graphs. So the tracking side of things I think is more comprehensive, but the real I think the real gem about Barbecue Pad is that it's, uh, it's all about being social. So it makes it really simple to share your cooks with other people as well. So, you know, one of the things I've done, as many other, you know, uh, barbecue folks have done, is I'll post on discussion forums and on communities to ask for help. You know, how can I improve my brisket? How can I improve my ribs? And, um, you know, and it's really handy being able to say, okay, this was my last cook. You know, what can I do to improve? And you can provide a link to it and anyone can access it. John O'Bacon, and obviously a, a new barbecue and griller uh, by his side, from what I can ascertain. Uh, is that a, <laughs> yeah, is that unfortunately, a, my son has been a, has just started waking up. Uh, hey, uh, how old is he? He's four months old. Oh, four <laughs> months old. Forget it. You're you're living his schedule, right, Jono? Uh, you have no idea, my friend. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, as, some, as somebody who has uh, now a 12, a 10, and a 7-year-old, I absolutely have every idea, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I only have girls, so, you know, some people say, it's funny, I tell people I have three daughters, and uh, the, guy, the the ladies say, oh, or uh, what are the, the ladies say, oh, I'm sorry, and the guys say, God bless you. Like, <laughs> you know, they're just trying to make sure that they don't want to offend me that I have three daughters, nevertheless. Um, yeah. When Barbecue Pad came to your mind, what kind of a time frame is it from, Jono thinking, hey, this is something I want to do. I'm creating for myself to like worldwide web explosion. It, it took about it took about three months to kind of get the site into a into a into a position where we where we considered it um, uh, presentable uh, publicly. And you know, one of the I work in software uh, during the day, and one of the, and one of the rules about software is that. Uh, is that you? If, if you if you release a website and you're not slightly embarrassed about it, then you're releasing it too late. Um, so, so we released Barbecue Pad and we put it into beta. And one of the things that we wanted to do is we've, we've said, you know, to to all of our users, if you've got ideas, if you've got features that you feel like Barbecue Pad is missing, refinements, bits of the UI that don't make sense, 
then we want to know about it. So we've made we've made so many changes to the site just to to make it more intuitive and and, and easier to use and to add features that people want to use as well when you know when 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 cooking. So it was kind of three months to get it to a point where it's public, but it, it's really in the last month or so that we've uh, that we've got to a point where where it's uh, where the site is 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 ready for uh, ready for, for for the real general wider barbecue audience. So if I go to bbqpad.com as a a new web visitor, what kind of an interface am I looking at, and, and what's required of me uh, to actually get up and running? So all you need to do is if you go to bbqpad.com and and, and sign up for an account, um, it's uh, it, you know, it's a completely free site to use, and then all you do is when you when you when you create a cook, sorry about my my son making noise. When right. you create a cook, uh, basically all you do is you select a cooker. So you say, you know, I'm using a Weber Smoky Mountain or whatever it might be. You select the wood that you're using and then you select the, the fuel, and then you can basically add as many you can add as many um, pieces of meat to that uh, to that cooker as, as you want. And then what you can do is as the cook progresses, you basically perform a series of updates. So for example, if you spritz your your brisket with apple juice, then you can mark that in the cook log, and you add, and you add uh, temperature updates as well throughout your cook. So you know, so you can say this is the temperature of my pit. This is the temperature of each piece of food that I care about, and um, and then we're in a, and, the, and what it does is it generates these temperature graphs to you know to show the uh, to to show the cook as it's progressing. So I mean, pretty intuitive stuff, pretty easy to do, and then of course uh, everybody loves the fact that it's free. <laughs> yeah. Is is there look I mean uh, if you're I'm a business guy uh, obviously you know you're in web design or, and software design so obviously there's somebody that's in business at that aspect as well uh, is there a, a monetary position on this to you can you pay for something and get something that the the free subscribers cannot get Yeah so one our, our theory is that you know we we built barbecue pad for the community for the barbecue community we want it to be of general use and of interest to the community um but we appreciate the fact that there's going to be some competition cooks out there who are not going to want to share their cooks with other people. Um, and with that in mind, we created something called Barbecue Pad Pro, which is basically where you can keep your cooks um, private, essentially. So you can say, you know, I want this cook to be private. I want this other cook to be public. And, uh, uh, and we also, uh, so that's basically 24 bucks a year. Um, so that's, you know, it's two bucks. It's two bucks a month, and it makes it easy for people to to use the, to use the tool, but not to worry about their their cooks being public. We also put some pretty discreet ads on the site as well. Um, in fact, all the user testing that we've done at Barbecue Pad, people have not noticed the ads. Um, so uh, so you know you can you can you can turn off the ads as well if you want, which is which is just ten bucks a year. But it's mainly the Barbecue Pad Pro uh, subscription for a year that we use. All right. So I mean, with a. a what kind of a success have you seen? Has this reached benchmarks? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you do these things. You want to meet certain goals, uh, you know, whether it be through business, whether it be personally to, to see your stuff kind of uh, grow and gain in popularity. Have you met your benchmarks as you started out here? Well, we, we've really ha- only had the site out for about six weeks. Uh, we're now at about 230 users. Um, we've, seen, we've seen people buying the pro accounts as well. Um, you know, we've seen uh, we've seen a lot of a lot of interest in the barbecue community with the site. We've seen our traffic consistently growing, but we're we're still intimately aware of the fact that you know this is we're still pretty new at this. We've still got a way to go in terms of wider adoption, um, um, and uh, 
you know, we'll be in a, you know, we, the, the goal right now is just to get people using the site and people using it to, to, to track their cooks and to, and to, and to refine the barbecue. There you go. Uh, so if you want to check it out, bbqpad.com. Uh, John O'Bacon is the one that has developed this and has put it out for your public consumption. We've, uh, I think we've added one, at least one subscriber, Adam, uh, who was signed up during the course of the interview. So, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, if you want to keep your cooks private, that's going to be like the, the pro level, right? That's going to be the pay level. Yeah. And yeah, so basically all you do is you can go to you go to barbecuepad.com. You can uh, you know, register your, your free account. And then there's a link at the top called upgrade. And then all you can do is you can pay for it with a credit card in there. And like I say, it's 24 bucks a year. So it's like two bucks a month. Um, I've actually added um, a coupon code. So if okay. someone goes to the website and, go, and clicks an upgrade, uh, well, for, for listeners of the show, if you type in, um, if you type in the Barbecue Central show um, in uppercase, then, then you can get a 20% discount as well. So, so it provides a, a nice little kickback, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Centralite's always looking to get something for nothing, and uh, certainly you've provided uh, that for them. So, And that's a 20% off, correct? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then how long is that good for? That's going to be good for the next month. Okay. Uh, I mean, if somebody you know goes there in a month and... And it's not it's not valid anymore. Then they can email me at Jono at bbqpad.com and I'll happily uh, I'll happily honor it. So all right, sounds great. Uh, John O'Bacon, creator of Barbecue Pad, you can find it at bbqpad.com. Uh, John, appreciate the time tonight telling us about this thing. Uh, continued success to you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Greg. You got it. There he is. I think the the guy with the best name ever on the face of the earth, John O'Bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? How many times has he heard that? Every time. He's heard that every time, I think. All right, so here's the bottom line. God, man, i got to be honest. I sound like crap in my ear right now. Is my battery going dead? Hold on a second. I'm going to switch. Just one second. My little earbud is, sucks. Check, check. I'm going to go news, news anchor. Let me check that out. Yeah, it sounds good. All right. I'm going to switch back. A year ago. Uh, if you want that 20% discount on barbecue pad, uh, and that's going to be on the uh, pay service, go to uh, bbqpad.com. Hello. What happened here? Did I just turn it off? What the hell just happened here? I don't even hear anything in my ear anymore. God damn it. Right now. Ugh. Hold on one second. I think I just, uh, I think my battery just died right there. All right, anyway. Uh, BBQpad.com. And uh, when you upgrade, type in the code... The BBQ Central Show. The BBQ Central Show. 20% discount. 20%. It's better than sharp kicking the balls, right? Absolutely. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Thanks to John O'Bacon and uh, his son weighing in. That dude wanted to be on radio like nobody's business. I can appreciate that. All right, coming up straight out of the break, your chance to win Johnny Fleeman. A grilling pack. You're not going to want to miss this. Johnny Fleeman also sells ridiculously good. 
iced tea, fruit and peach, which I have had plentiful amounts, plentiful amounts. See, I can hear that now. Plentiful amounts. Pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. Anyway. Uh, as many of you know, I cook on a pellet cooker. I only use barbecuers or light wood pellets. It's the only wood for me. It's sterile. It's made with heat, so that eliminates any uh, weird contaminants in there. I can blend flavors. There's really nothing I don't like about cooking on pellets, especially when it's with barbecuers or light. BBQRSDelight.com. That's BBQRSDelight.com. They use them on the competition trail. They use them in the backyard just like me. Just like me. That's right, Jono. I would have... Trust me. He talked right through the baby noises like a man. Congratulations on that. Didn't lose train of thought. Kept right on... Was right on point. Very sharp. Commendable. Really commendable. I've been there, buddy. I know what it's like. So go to bbqrsdelight.com and hook up with some barbecuers or light wood pellets. Don't soak them in water, nothing like that, like the chips and the chunks. You heard Chris Mark say earlier in the first hour, don't soak your wood. Yeah, don't soak wood pellets either because it's going to be pretty crazy. All right, uh, we'll be back with your chance to win some Johnny Fleeman's uh, grilling pack right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting oh, shit. Hold on a second. Obviously, didn't set this right up. Here we go. Gotta be honest, I'm pretty pissed at my ear thing. Working. I got nothing. Got nothing on that. So now I gotta look like a friggin' kook with cans on my ears. Cans. <laughs> Alright, your chance to win Johnny Fleeman's uh, grilling gift pack. JohnnyFleeman's.com. There are five bottles of rubs and seasoning in this pack. It will ship to you for free. Johnny Fleeman's also has a number of other products, so check them out. Johnny Fleeman. J-O-H-N-N-Y-F-L-E-E-M-A-N, johnnyfleeman.com. I was introduced by Johnny's products by Adam Hawthorne, who just recently signed up for Barbecue Pad, by the way. There you go. Uh, he's the pit master of Trip Smoke, also sponsored by Johnny Fleeman's. Uh, your chance to win a grilling pack right now. Five bottles of rubs and seasonings ships to you for free. Johnny Fleeman's. johnnyfleeman.com. Uh, email bbq pad social smoking bbq pad social smoking for your chance to win the johnny fleeman's five bottle rub giveaway good luck broadcasting live from the barbecue central radio network studios in cleveland ohio you're listening to the barbecue central radio show once again here's your host greg rampy 877-448-0433 greg at the bbq central show all right and my winner is 
Jason King, BBQ Pad Social Smoking. Boom. You get the Johnny Fleeman. Oh, shit. Jason's a friggin' Canadian. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Johnny's going to be pretty upset when he's got to pay $875 for shipping. Well, that's right. Hey, you want to give stuff away on the show? You might have to ship to Canada, bottom line. Uh, tonight is Johnny Fleeman's first giveaway. Tonight is Johnny Fleeman's last giveaway. All right. All right, let's wrap this up real quick, like. Uh, first hour, we had uh, Chris. Well, first hour, we had my dad. You remember that? My dad? Yeah. He was on the show. We talked about the grill bot, talked about uh, all that stuff. We're not paying $100 for the grill bot. I think that's what the bottom line is, right? Right? Okay. Chris Marks also came on. Landmark Manufacturing, Landmark MFG. I believe it's what it's at. AceofHeartsBBQ.com is the website. I look for him locally. He does a lot of mom and pop cooking classes. He does them here locally on the west side of Cleveland as well. Second hour, my mom, Connie Rempe, joined me. If you want those recipes, email me, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com and then reference the date. April 2nd, you'll get those recipes and then closing out the show. Jono Bacon. bbqpad.com bbqpad.com. 20% discount if you enter the code the BBQ Central Show. The BBQ Central Show, 20% discount for that uh, professional version of Barbecue Pad. All right. Uh, if you got the raw cast iron, treat it with some Pam, with some Crisco as you uh, burn it down. Oh, no, no, no. Damn it. I'm not done yet. Hold on a damn minute. I'm back. The first time in weeks. I'll be damned if I'm going to be told what to do. You hit it with some Crisco, you hit it with some Pam after you brush off the bits. Let it bake back in, re-seasons. You're good to go. Also, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. I know you won't either. Big show planned next week. Hopefully we have the uh, X-Split back up and running. We'll get that worked on over the course of the week. But great to be back. Great to be streaming live on Roku. Great to be on TuneIn and all the audio side. Great to be on the video side as well. Hope we get it back up and running here sooner than later. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.